0: Hey guys, we are so excited that you're here. Welcome
1: to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast.
0: I'm Kara Goss, online registered dietitian and health and fitness coach. And I'm Kylie Kaiser, online health and fitness coach, and we're your hosts. This podcast is all about improving yourself physically and mentally. And y'all, neither of those things can be improved with a quick fix.
1: We are here to be real with you about your fitness and fat loss goals, your health, your mindset, and everything in between. If you're ready to open your mind to the process that self-improvement requires instead of always looking for the next quick fix, then this is your podcast. Let's get started. What is up, you guys? I have no idea what episode this is per usual and <laughs> it's episode I, 22 22 <laughs> so was the other one t- okay so guys fun fact we are recording two and one today so i was really just yeah. know so what episodes are what so <laughs> i knew <think laughs> this is gonna be 22 so oh my uh, god no <laughs> <laughs> you know i can throw that reference anyways <laughs> by the way madison and i are getting matching 13 tattoos just fun fact
0: so. oh i love that <laughs> i love that that's so on brand just to get my Tay voodoo
1: out there. So again, oh, if you're yeah. joining us new, hi, I'm Kylie and I do have a Taylor Swift problem.
0: Thank you <laughs> for coming. And Cara. Hi, I'm Kara and Kylie turned me into a Taylor Swift lover because I was one of those people. I was always one of those people who was like, she's so annoying. Like, I don't, I just don't really like her and I had no reason not to like her. And then, don't get me wrong. Like I had always really like liked a lot of her music, but like Kylie really helped me appreciate her and her background
1: more so yes I'm, I'm pretty good at that but also i love that you said you're a taylor swift lover so it's not there that out there. <laughs> i can go all day but i won't
0: <laughs> so um, somebody please spare us please spare me to please be
1: please. fair the amount of times on this podcast you've referenced spongebob rivals okay. my taylor
0: swift reference <laughs> this is true this is true. Uh, <laughs> SpongeBob is my spirit animal. I just feel like I am SpongeBob. <laughs> like I'm just like this. <laughs> you kind of are. You kind of are. Crazy. Am I Patrick,
1: then? Because I feel more like
0: a Squidward sometimes. <laughs> You're definitely Squidward. <laughs> You're definitely Squidward. I'm Spongebob. I'm like the hyperactive, like annoying ass. Like, what are we doing? Da, 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 da.
1: I feel generally happier than Squidward. But I did see this meme one time that was yeah. like, the older I get, the more <laughs> yeah. I understand and relate to Squidward. And I'm just like, I feel that.
0: <laughs> so much. Like, everybody let me alone. <laughs>
1: Get the fuck away from my house! Oh my god. (laughs) Anyways, that we are not here to talk about Taylor Swift or SpongeBob today. Um, Yeah, fun.
0: Yeah, (laughs) plot twist: where the whole episode is actually about SpongeBob and T Swift. I would totally do that,
1: but if you guys want an episode like that, just let us know in our DMs. Let us make it happen. We're here for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) We are here for the audience, (laughs) but. If you are still with us after that, (laughs) if you didn't already shut this shit off, (laughs) then (laughs) it's time to get uncomfortable with you guys. So this is not in the context where we're usually talking to you about like, you know, get outside your comfort zone, like start your shit and like Mm -hmm. grow. Although it does still fit into that, but we're here to talk to you about just some real vulnerable stuff today where, you know, I think there'll be a lot to take away from this, but we're not really like educating or lecturing anybody today. Kara and I have been talking a lot per usual about things that we've been struggling with. And I've opened up about some of this recently. Kara has shared bits and pieces of what she's going through as well. But we realized we hadn't really used this platform where we have the biggest ability to elaborate and kind of give you guys some insight to where we're both at and our respective journeys and what we have been going through because I think that it resonates with likely a lot of our clients and a lot of our listeners in terms of just like the mental emotional side of things. And y'all know, Kara and I are huge on mental health and the mindset side of all this. We do a lot of episodes on things like this. And I think it's important to show you that those of us that guide you and guide, you know, others through these struggles, we have them too. And I think a lot of times we're looked at as that, like, we don't struggle with these same things or else we wouldn't be able to coach you. But in reality we can coach because we can truly empathize and because we can really understand that human experience. So today we just kind of wanted to break it down and get real and raw with you guys. So hopefully you appreciate this. This is definitely something that is really hard to talk about and come to terms with, I think for both of us.
0: Oh my Um, God. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We have a really hard time with, like I said, just that that pressure that feeling of like showing up as an authority figure and trying to be an example for you guys and then admitting that these are things that we're going through. So, um, you know, I just want to thank everybody for listening and giving us this space that the places that we have opened up in pieces so far, the response has been overwhelmingly positive and supportive. And that's part of why we felt comfortable making this episode today.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I just think it's really, really important for us to, acknowledge the fact that we are human and like we've stood in your shoes and we're currently like some of you we're currently standing in your shoes right and I think that something that you said Kylie is like there is a lot of pressure to be this coach and be this you know person who has it all together and who guides other people to the light or whatever it may be but the reality of it is is the reason that we are such amazing coaches is that we have been there and we go through those same struggles that you do. And we, you know, we're able to help you through it because we have helped ourselves through it as well. I mean, we really bring that that background to every single one of our clients. So I'm excited. I'm definitely excited to talk about things, you know, just kind of like we said right before we started this, we're just going to talk about our shit and, you know, we're really going to help you guys hopefully work through some of your shit as well and, really start to realize like, man, I'm not alone in this and what I'm going through. So, Kai, like, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Why don't you go ahead? Okay, cool. So I think that it's really important first to start off with just saying, like in the last episode, we talked about, you know, getting uncomfortable and like going through the uncomfortable phases. And I think that it's so important to understand that at some point you are likely going to have to go through some sort of uncomfortable phase and this doesn't just mean like uncomfortable in terms of like okay now you're you're building this new habit you're starting a nutrition and fitness journey this means like actually like really freaking uncomfortable with yourself and like a place that like you have to go to but you know that you don't really want to so like For me, I mean, you guys know, like, I've been talking a bit about this on here, and I have opened up more about it on Instagram as well. But, like, I have been going through pretty much a hormonal health journey now for almost seven months since I came off of birth control in January. And, you know, that was fully my decision. But, A really big reason why I decided to come off of birth control was because I was learning so much about, you know, the effects that it had on my body and just the role that it played in my overall health and, you know, hormonal balance. And I started to realize that, holy shit, you know, I was kind of sitting there preaching to like clients that, yeah, hormonal birth control is not the, you know, not the best route of kind of the way to go for different things, yet I was still on it. And I kind of felt like an imposter. I was like, how am I going to sit here and preach to my clients about this whenever I'm still on it, right? And like the reality of it is, is that like birth control, it's like without getting too much into the science of it, like... It's generally used as a band aid for things. You know, it does not like it does not completely get rid of your symptoms. It does not fix the root cause of your symptoms. It simply just masks them. And there's a lot of and the thing is that I got on birth control because. I wasn't even having any symptoms. I actually was totally fine. I just was planning to be sexually active. So I was like, okay, let me get on birth control. And that was at age like 17. So I was on it for like eight years. But the reality of it is, is that birth control (laughs) affects a lot of different parts of our bodies, you know? Like it depletes important nutrients. It basically, you know... It really kind of switches off that signal from like your brain to your hormones. And, you know, it causes thyroid issues, causes adrenal issues, causes liver issues, gut issues. It really affects like, it, it can definitely affect like anxiety, depression, weight gain, all of these different things. And like, again, this is a decision that if you're, Thinking about making, you should make as an educated consumer. And I highly recommend the book, The Period Repair Manual by Lara Brighton. Mm -hmm. Both Kylie and I have that book, but it teaches you so much. But yeah, so long story short, without getting too into that, like I decided to come off and, you know, I knew that it was going to be a journey to get my cycle back because what most people don't know is that it does. Typically take a bit of time for your cycle to come back, for your period to come back. Like people think that they they're just gonna get off birth control and their period's gonna come back and be regular. It is not. You have to understand that you have literally just suppressed your hormones for the past however many years that you were on birth control. Mm-hmm. And you know, for me, I was fully aware of this, but it has been almost seven months now without any. Form of regular period. I did get a period back in May. It was like two and a half days. It was super light. It was barely anything. Like, I definitely didn't ovulate during it or or at all. Like, it was, it was probably, I don't honestly really know what it was to be exact, but I mean, within like the seven month span of time, like, my body has gone through some changes that have been very mm-hmm. uncomfortable for me like i have gained 10 pounds like and it feels like i just keep gaining weight because i'm also like i'm nowhere near calorie deficit right now like i'm pretty much eating around like I am eating around maintenance or even in like a little bit of a surplus. And it's like anytime like my weight even goes up a little bit, it pretty much just stays there because I'm I'm not in a deficit. Like it doesn't really go back down. And it's definitely been uncomfortable for me, especially as somebody who is five foot. I am a small freaking human and like gaining five pounds, like gaining even like three pounds, I can see it on me and I can feel it and gaining 10 pounds like as much as it doesn't seem like a big number like it's definitely difficult to watch your body go through that and you know it's been a very uncomfortable season for me and don't get me wrong like i have done a lot of a lot of inner work to feel confident in who i am and my body and i've done a lot of work to love my body at every single stage that it's at but there are still days where I'm texting Kylie freaking crying in the gym bathroom because I feel huge. (laughs) Like there are days where I just don't feel myself. Like I look in the mirror and I'm like, Holy shit. I feel like I'm just like reverting back to what I used to look like and whatever it may be, which is totally not true. But body Mm -hmm. dysmorphia is a real thing. And you know, it's been it's been really freaking frustrating and it's been a long seven months and now so now I am going to be starting a new protocol here after I get back from the beach, which is probably the most uncomfortable I will ever be. And it's a very and again like full on disclaimer for anyone out there, like this is fully For me, given to me by one of my functional nutrition mentors. This is not for anyone to go and do willy nilly on their own, but like I'm going to be going full autoimmune paleo diet, which is probably like one of the most restrictive diets out there that you could do for a full 30 days. I'm going to be doing this. So I basically, the only things that I can eat are like vegetables and even only like certain vegetables. There are some veggies I can't eat, fruit. Sweet potatoes, like lean meats and oils, and like some, like some carb sources, obviously, like fruit, like dates, honey, different things like that. But like, no alcohol, no gluten, no dairy, no sugar, no added sugars, whatever it may be, like, no artificial sweeteners. And holy shit, you guys, like, I. Literally, I'm just like sitting here thinking to myself like how the hell am I going to do this? Like food is something that I really look forward to every single day and that might sound silly but like I'm I'm a dietitian. I based my entire life on food. Like I based my whole career around it. You know, like I love food. The more difficult part about this is that I have really special events coming up in this next month. I have my sister's bridal shower, I have her bachelorette. I'm going to Vegas with Kylie and friends in September. I have my sister's wedding and like a lot of this process is going to interfere with that and it fucking sucks. Like it fucking sucks. I literally feel like right now I'm like going through a grieving process of like losing the foods that I love <laughs> for even like, because I do this for 30 days and then I do a reintroduction phase. So all in all, it's going to be about like two months of this more like limited diet. And that's and hard. And it's something that I really... I really don't want to do. I do not at all, but the reality of it is is that you know my like my functional nutrition mentor like sat down on a call with me yesterday and he said, you know, do you want to get your period back or do you not? And again, like you don't always have to go to these extreme measures. I just want to put that out there as well, but like I've been doing a lot of the work in the last seven months and still nothing has happened. And now it's time for this kind of intervention and it's going to be really difficult and uncomfortable and kind of overwhelming at first, just completely doing a rehaul of like where I'm at, but like, Again, I know that this is something that's going to allow me to be an even better coach for my clients who go through this similar thing. And it's really gonna allow me to learn and like experience some new things as well. Like I'm personally really excited to just like actually expand my food base because like I am a creature of habit. I eat a lot of the same things every day, but it's a really scary and uncomfortable phase to have to go through, especially with just like, not knowing like how my body will respond, and it's so difficult because, like, especially with hormonal issues, like, guys, there is no one set time frame around this. Like, people think that their issues are going to be fixed in one or two months. You got another thing coming, like, sometimes they might, they honestly might, but likely it's going to take a lot longer than that. And again, it's going to take getting uncomfortable in your body. And like, like I told you guys, like right now, like it definitely is hard. And like, I'm just going to be fully transparent here. Like it's crazy to me because the people that I feel the most comfortable around are like my fitness friends and my coaching friends, because they understand the different phases and processes that the body has to go through to get to where it needs to be, especially in a hormonal health phase. Mm -hmm. But to the outside, like I have told Kylie this a million times, I feel like an imposter to the outside world because I feel like people look at me and they're like, she's a fitness coach. Like she's a health and fitness coach. How? Like she has extra body fat on her. Like she's not lean. Like what? That's literally how I feel. And like, Actually, just this past weekend, I had a family member make a comment to me and they were like, where are your muscles at? And as much as I tried to not let it get to me, it really did. And oh my God, like it fucking sucks. Like It sucks to feel like that. You know what I mean? Because again, this is a family member who has no knowledge of mm-hmm. the health and fitness like process and like the hormonal health healing journey. And so I just really tried to let it roll through one ear, not the other, you know what I mean? But like, that's hard. That's hard to hear things like that. And like, yeah, you know, I can see it. Like I, I can tell my muscles aren't showing as much. I can tell I've gained some extra body fat and like, I can tell that like my body's like pretty inflamed right now and it freaking sucks. But at the same time, it's like, again you have to go through that that discomfort to get to the other side and like it is just it's difficult because a lot of people don't realize what you're going through and like if anyone who's listening to this is going through a similar journey cuz like I know a lot of my clients are and I know that some of your clients are as well Kylie like it's fucking hard to go through it's hard to sit there every single day and say nice things to yourself whenever that's not truly always how you're feeling And so it's just like, you got to know that you're going to overcome it. And you have to still practice that gratitude and like that appreciation for yourself every single day. Like every day, I look in the mirror and say three nice things to myself, whether or not I feel that way that day, I'm doing it because like, it truly does help like the healing process. But yeah, man, it's been frustrating. And like I said, like sometimes I feel like a fraud because I'm not my most lean and I'm not my most jacked or whatever it may be. And like, I feel like people look at me and they're like, what the hell? How is she a fitness coach? But in all reality, I know that anyone who's ever thinking that doesn't truly understand the process of like what we have to go through, you know, to get to our goals. But yeah, yeah, so... It's uncomfortable. And I know that like Kylie's been going through through a similar uncomfortable phase, you know? Yeah. For
1: yeah. sure. I I resonate with so much of that. And I'm sure so many of our listeners will too. So just like thank you so much for opening up and sharing all that with not only me, who we always are sharing it with, but yeah. everybody that's listening to this. I know that this has been a really tough time for you and for both of us. And like you said, I can kind of just build off that because for different reasonings. It's a lot of the same feelings yeah. that I've been having.
0: <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I would love for you to dive into that more. And just like, because I know that you haven't opened up a ton. You did open up about it on Instagram last week, but like not a ton on here. So.
1: Yeah. So my stuff has a couple of different layers here where I can I can relate to you know clients who are struggling with just the mental difficulty of a reverse, but there's this extra extra fuckery added on to it coming and to a reverse out of a competition. And I opened up about 2 weeks ago regarding just some of that struggle that towards the end of my contest prep, I started having a very hard time. And we talked about this a little bit on our self-sabotage episode that I was struggling yes. with it. But honestly, even then was a time frame of me trying to be more of a figure than a vulnerability at that time. And you know, expressing that I struggled with it mentally and blah blah, didn't really give like the depths of how much it was really affecting me. And going into the show, I was just really not in a good headspace, and there's a lot of stuff that it's hard to kind of differentiate and talk about, because to an extent... Part of that is just like inevitable with your prep. Like, that's part of it. Like, it gets harder as you get closer. If you start to fixate and obsess on things, you start to feel like shit. You start to, you know, have these relationships get weird when it comes to food or exercise. Like, you start hating the gym because you're tired. You start, you know, Mm -hmm. being food focused because you've been spot on to the gram of everything for X amount of time. Like, you know, for me, it was like six months. And I also had spent most of the last year behaving that way with very few exceptions as well. And so, coming out of my show, I just kind of lost it. And for me, there was a lot of things as I tried to kind of express, like, my life has had a lot of very immense and major shifts in this last six months while I was in this contest prep. And so, for me and what I've been working through in therapy is that, you know, for a normal human being, when we have the kind of emotional or life things happening and we need that time to like process or to deal with it or to literally just like how she described it was like to just like be a potato for a weekend and just like sit with your shit or like go out and do something like super fun or like, you know, just like, you know, not necessarily to like encourage like eating for comfort, but to just like not have to think about it or Mm -hmm. to just, you know, relax a little bit like I couldn't because running a business and being in a contest prep every day was very calculated and structured and I had shit that had to get done. It was a non-negotiable and I never had time to really fully process or deal with a lot of the things that were changing and happening for me. And so a lot of those personal life changes and, you know, things changing in my fitness journey in terms of just even like coaching and stuff like that. Like it was just like one giant change in my life after another was Kind of just like happening and coming out of the show, it was like that time for that to just kind of melt out. And then, you know, a few weeks after that, I had, you know, just another big like personal thing dropped. And just like one, like I said, just it felt like all of these things were kind of coming at me. And I finally didn't have necessarily this thing making me have to stay in control of it. And in that time, in the few weeks after the show, I just was not properly adhering to my reverse. I did, I wouldn't say in the first few weeks, and a lot of this is credited to like Kara being able to stay with me and stuff, but you know, we had it wasn't the best setup that I had a lot of like really fun social things lined up in the immediate time coming out of my reverse. And I don't have any regrets or angry thoughts about those things, but you know, it it would have been maybe more possible if my mindset would have been a little better. And if during those outside of those events that I was, you know, able to like adhere and do things well. And, you know, I didn't totally blow it all of those days. And my level of being like on track is also skewed as we've talked about. So, you know, sometimes it's feeling like you messed things up more than you did, but basically in summation, like it wasn't what my body needed. And I think it's important to differentiate that for a reverse diet in general, like this is important to fix things, but coming out of competition prep, we've gone to a very, very, unhealthy, low, and done a lot of things willingly to our metabolisms and our health that need restored. And part of my big fear here is that I came out of that and then I finally started dealing with my shit per se and opened up to my coach after realizing that I was really struggling because we got into July and... I was just having issues with, by definition, binge eating and going back into behaviors and self-sabotage and all or nothing, all the things we sit on here and preach to you guys about, hence feeling so imposterous and things that I have worked through and not really had to deal with for the last three or four years. And I felt absolutely lost in terms of who I am and what my identity is because much of what that has been has been built around Relationships that are changing, or you know, teams I belong to that are changing, or you know, hobbies like bodybuilding for me that I was leaving behind, and it just left me in this place where I'm like, I have no idea, like, what to do with myself or who myself is, or like, who am I outside of these things? And I just think I like succumbed to that pressure and reverted to a lot of old patterns, and it was. Really bad, and it was only made worse by continuing to try to shove it under the rug or make it not as bad as it was, or tell myself like it's not as bad as it is. Like tomorrow you'll be fine. Like you just had an issue. Like you're fine. Like it's it's not that big of a deal. And I had to kind of get real with myself, and again with Kara's help for sure you know, I was able to reach out to my coach, John, uh, our coach, and be able to talk to him about these things. And, you know, as I expressed to those of you that did catch my Instagram, like he was wonderful. And he started working with me on a plan to get into intuitive eating and things like that. And so for me, that transition has looked a lot of different ways. It looked like at first, a lot of panic and anxiety, because I've been tracking for a really long time. And, you know, it's important to differentiate the place that I was coming from or that Kara was coming from is not the way that we coach our clients to track. So I really wanted to make that clear without getting into a lot of other shit. I don't want this to get twisted as like now everybody we work with is like afraid to track macros. I don't want it to be that because that is what actually took me out of all these issues once upon a time ago. Yeah. What happened was I did not have and could not have because of a sport I chose to be a part of and because of particular expectations due to a environment i chose to be a part of that everything has to be perfect all the time and for somebody like me i have perfectionist issues and it's something that i've had to work through for a very long time and i put myself into an environment that melded with that mm-hmm. and that was helpful to me for a very long time because it helped me stay in that place. Like for me, I almost feel more anxious by not having that control and things like that or not being perfect. Like that's what spirals me out. So by having that expectation on myself to stay perfect, I could avoid that. But life threw a lot at me and it was time to let some of that go. And I didn't know how to do that. And so I just started suffering with realizing that you know it i wouldn't realize the mental damage it was doing for me to have to be that perfect all the time so you know we're our clients you know we want you to be adherent and we want you to succeed and to stay on track but i know both of us you know it's like you have a vacation like we don't we don't need you to track everything we don't want you to do that And when you come back, it's not that big of a deal. If we get back on track, we figure it out. Like, you know, we want you to so be mindful and stuff. But we practice those things. You know, if you are off track sometimes, we want you to get back on. But it's like not something that is like inhibiting to your overall goal. Like, you know, stuff like that. And for me, that wasn't really an option. Whether that was what was placed on me and also what was placed on... I placed on myself. Mm -hmm. So that is the place that for me all of it got really unhealthy and it just became too much. And it, start, it, it was having an impact that I didn't get to see into hindsight, not only on me, but on people I really cared about around me too. Because it changed the way that I behaved and the way I did everything. Like every single activity or event uh, down to my own birthday, down to vacations. It was a stressor for me and for everyone who had to be around me to make sure that all of my shit could be on track and that there wouldn't be just that single deviation or that adaptation that we preach to our clients that they can have. So now I'm trying to navigate this land of not doing that after that's been my pattern. And it's been really fucking hard because I don't really know any other way. Because tracking is also what sets you up to be able to intuitively eat. But my most recent tracking experiences were very low calorie for prep. So I couldn't really just dive into like eating like normally and like if you go from like a maintenance period to tracking that or to intuitive eating that like is actually like your best transition point because you really wouldn't change much you would just like keep eating the way you've been eating just like yeah. without logging it and things like that and so I expressed on my Instagram like with full awareness and John's awareness too like physically and functionally this is not the best time for this transition for me physically because of what you're saying the reverse and I feel like I've been all over the place but the reverse from the competition prep, like we have to restore a lot of health things. And I'm also in this last month and a half in my body's most sensitive heightened time to regain body fat, to have issues hormonally, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so veering from a strategized course is not ideal, but you have to ask yourself what is ideal at what cost mentally. And you know, if, if I can't adhere to the thing anyways, because of where my mental state was, it wasn't going to help me. So that's kind of the compromise that was came to and that I've been working through. But, you know, this has looked like for me just at first, you know, I went, I went on vacation very quickly after it. And that looked like, just like really feeling like my first vacation with true freedom, like with true flexibility. And I just, you know, I feel I went balls to the walls, even talking to my coach who was like, I think it was worse in your head. Um, <laughs> but yeah. you know, like that kind of thing for me and then coming back and then trying to figure out how do I now eat? I don't really even know what intuitive eating right now is because my hunger cues are still fucked from my show. So we can't really base it off of that. Like I said, most recent adherent tracking like consistently was lower calorie than I need to be eating. So I can't just go back to being like, I'll eat the way I was eating then because that's been since like fucking May because peak week wasn't saying like, you know, it's been a long time. So right. it, it's really trying to navigate. So we're kind of doing something right now where I'm like loosely tracking a calorie range and protein just to kind of get me back into a habit of like understanding like what my body makes up in food and like what I need. And speaking with John and my therapist, we both agreed to give that like a week or two max. And then we do need to still take the app out of it. And also it's giving me that flexibility to be loose where, yeah, I need the carbs or I need the fats today. I use which one I need and just making sure that, you know, protein stays up and just giving me that place to be mindful with. And that's been helpful over this last week. But in the midst of trying to figure all that out because of the way the last six weeks have been, I have put on extra body fat as well and am echoing a lot of the, the feelings Kara had said. I don't really need to go as deep because everything she's been struggling with, that's been the thing her and I could really align with each other on. It's been watching though, you guys, I saw someone post about this and it's every competitor will reach out. I had a lot of competitor responses to when I mentioned this in my story is that once you compete, what you view as lean or fit or in shape is fucked forever. and. Yeah. I want to say the same thing I said in every post I've made is I don't blame competing and I don't have anything against competing and I am still a huge fan of the sport and I still am very grateful for everything it taught me but there are just like harsh dark realities of it as well. And one of them is that once you've seen your body like that it changes the way you see your body when it's not like that. Yeah. And so yes, I I haven't reversed the way that I wanted to. But I'm also not looking like the way that I see in my brain, and I, you know, you do a lot of impulsive stuff during prep, and you get excited because like you can literally wear fucking anything and it looks good on you for the last like eight weeks leading up to your show. So I spent an ungodly amount of money on clothes because it, it was fun and it, it made you feel good. You couldn't really go do anything in the clothes you were buying, so that's upsetting. <laughs> but you know, I I bought everything that was like the most skin and tightest shit I had, and like everything, and then that's been what my closet is full of. And I didn't really buy other summer clothes <laughs> because mm-hmm. my body's still different from previous years, regardless right now. And so everything I'm putting on doesn't fit. And, you know, with my therapist kind of pointed that out to me this last week, she was like, it probably like, shouldn't even if you were doing this, right? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and, but it's just this mental thing. Like we all know how it feels. Like, even if you look good, if you put on something and it feels tight, especially when it fit you before, like it feels fucking terrible. Yeah. And, You can like feel it on you and I could like feel like I can feel my stomach like over the top of my jeans I can feel my sports bra digging into my body and I can feel myself putting on clothes that fit me And for me like fit me fucking a month ago. You guys Like, like it's been about six weeks and i'm up 20 pounds If not more that brings, you know, the scale into it, which honestly I've had the least terrible relationship with out of all of this. It was hard at first, but I kind of just like let that fucking go because yeah. it was just one more thing and honestly John helped me a lot. Like I just I honestly you guys what helped me? I stopped weighing myself every day and <laughs> I recorded it and I send it to him and it's just is what it fucking is. And you know, and we're only even still weighing to make sure that he can kind of guide me to make sure my intuitive eating isn't getting too far off track. So, you know, I I'm going through all those same things, and I'm, I'm watching my body that I just worked so hard for so long to put into this place change really quickly. and it's difficult and realizing that like I'm choosing that for the sake of my mental and my mental health is even harder because a lot of it is going against even what I believe in as a coach, and not, not prioritizing mental health because I'm very about that for my clients, but as far as like what I know I should be doing. It's also difficult. I still struggle with, you know, kind of the same thing Kara was talking about is what other people are thinking. And, you know, it's something I've worked really hard against, but we have the same thing is it's like, one of the beauties is being in my entire prep or every time I do a cut and things like you talk to the outside world about being a coach or that you do something and they're not surprised. You know, people will come up to me and be like, are you a personal trainer or do you compete? Like they ask you these questions and then to be in this state now where it's like you feel almost embarrassed or shy to tell people that because of that extra body fat or because you don't look fit. And it's really hard because it's like we have all the same. Now, Honestly, I'm a better coach right now because I'm not fucking starving and no brain fog, but I don't look like it to, to some people. And you know, I don't feel as credible and social media has shown us that you're, you're, you're favored more. Like I get more likes, I get more engagement when I was leaner over the last year and a half, you know, and people respond to that. And I get, you know, all these comments about like, you just seem so confident and you're just glowing and blah, blah, blah. And not realizing that that's just like a lot of shit I did on the inside, but it just happened to correlate with while wow, at that time frame I was getting lean. And so then, you know, that's the stuff you're getting responses to and that's in your head. And, I fear the competitive community that I surround myself with on social media. And just, I think that everyone is looking at my stuff. Like there's just another competitor fucking rebounded after a show who fuck, like, you know, it's, it's not an uncommon thing or that everybody's looking at it and it's just like, Oh, she fucked up her reverse. Like there she goes like, Oh, you know, and then having that in my head too, of worrying, like, did I now mess up this metabolism that I spent the last three and a half years correcting essentially or making run well or being able to handle more food and stuff and you know the reality is for most people in a few weeks time like you're not doing that damage but then it's having it's that same anxiety of like okay well the state my body was in is different (laughs) than most people because of coming out of this and this has been this mental turmoil and conversation that's been in my head nonstop for like six weeks and it's fucking exhausting and Mm -hmm. Kara and I have shed many tears to each other over all of this. And it's been really difficult. But realizing, I think, as the big message is that, like, you just have to do what you have to do to get where you need to be. And for Kara, it's, you know, it's maybe it's having to be really strict here soon because she and even she it's dealing with the fact that she has to be uncomfortable with you know her body size and shape and what people might think because she needs to heal her hormones and then maybe having to be super restrict to get that fixed for her and you know for for me it's on that weird opposite it's the same thing having to be okay with like because regardless right now I'm supposed to be putting on body fat like all of that part is normal it's just the rate of which is what is hard so understanding that same thing like that's important for me for hormonal health too actually with this i mean i'm i lost my cycle for through my prep which is not abnormal it's abnormal to lose it it's just not abnormal for competitors i want to yeah (laughs) Yeah. it doesn't make it okay it's again the extreme side of things i need to get that back as well so like needing to be okay with the fact that i can't shouldn't stay lean for that and blah 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 but like it's the opposite side of me like i'm having to learn to like not be strict as fucked up as that sounds and like be okay with that and then like The hardest part for me is like I expressed to Kara and John like feeling guilty over the peace that I'm getting and that I'm feeling. And the things that I'm doing to step forward in my mental health, then being a step back in my mental health, because it's like this is making me happier and I'm feeling more relaxed and I'm feeling myself let go of that pressure. But then putting that pressure on myself of like, oh, you're fucking everything up or you're a bad coach example and all of that. So it's just this constant back and forth. And I'm working really hard to let that go. And like Kara said, to love my body in this phase and to try to focus on all of the other things that it can do and get strong again and enjoy the gym again. And just like Kara said, it's really hard. And I've I've slacked on this, but trying to get back to giving yourself those compliments and telling yourself these things. And friend last night, tell me a really great perspective on this too, that he said, not only looking in the mirror naked and telling yourself things that you like about yourself is really helpful, but that you don't even have to lie or go to extreme. Like you should also look at those things you don't like and acknowledge them and just reframe that. Like this is you, this is part of you. So it's awesome and it's powerful because that's your body and it's part of what makes you, you it's not, you don't have to look in the mirror and like tell yourself you love your exercise yeah. role. If you don't yeah. you could do things you like, but also just be like, this, this is me and being at peace with that. And I thought that was really powerful.
0: Yeah, I think that's so powerful. I think that that's something huge and just knowing that you're not going to love every single part of you. Most people don't, right? Most people have areas of themselves that you know, they wish that they could change or that they wish were a little bit different, but respecting that part of you and accepting it is a huge Part of this process. And like, I have always been somebody who has had more body fat on her. Like, I was tiny when I was younger, but then, like, through like middle school, like, I started to gain weight and, you know, puberty kind of hit and some fell off. But like, there has always been parts of me, like my belly and like just different areas of my body that I know gain body fat more easily or whatever it may be that I'm just like for so long, I was just like, fuck, like, why can't this go away? You know what I mean? And like, now don't get me wrong. Like there are some days where I look in the mirror and I'm like, man, like, I just want a flat stomach. And like, honestly, that sounds so shallow to say, but like every single person listening to this, I can guarantee you relates to that. But Mm -hmm. you know, most days I'm just like, you know what? this is me, like my body does so much for me. My stomach is what it is. And like, I'm about to bear a child one day. You know what I mean? Like my t- my stomach isn't going to be completely flat forever, right? And it's just, it's so important to, again, like respect what your body is doing for you right now. Because like, it's actually really sad if you think about how mean we are to ourselves and mm-hmm. like how mean we are to our body when really like, we're the ones who are making a lot of the decisions toward our own bodies, right? And if we just start making decisions that maybe aligned a little bit more with like self-love and compassion and respect and self-care, then maybe our bodies would like look like something that we love to ourselves, right? We wouldn't hate them as much. And that's something that I'm really trying to do with myself as well. And like through this whole process is like, Self-care is a really, really big aspect of this, and stress stress management, and like I was just telling Kylie before this, like i my anxiety is like through the roof, like I wake up every day with my heart pounding, I'm just like, and I think that a lot of it does have to do with the hormonal health side of things as well, because that can play a really big role. But you know, just taking that time to like actually like stop fighting your body and stop fighting what it needs. And just allow it to, you know, allow yourself to like, be free in it and just accept it is something hard, but it's like something that's so freaking freeing and rewarding. So yeah, 100%. Well, I mean, I feel like we got very vulnerable here. And this is something that me and Kylie have been talking about for a while. You know, it's something that You know, there's a lot of things that I said on here that I have only said to to Kylie, right? Like it's... And I know Kylie, same for me. Like it's hard. And I think the most important part of this podcast is like acknowledging the fact that like we are badass human beings. Like this makes us 10 times better of a coach And we can relate to you and your struggles. And even if we can't directly relate to them, we will always empathize and we'll always help you do what's best for your body. Right. And similarly, we have to do that same thing for us because as much as we people look up to us and you know, we are leaders and we're coaches, we're also human beings and we go through the exact same thing that you guys do. You know, so just really acknowledging that and just like. Thanking everybody for, you know, sticking with us and who have tuned into all of our to our journeys for, for the long haul, right? And been there through all of our struggles. So
1: yeah, absolutely. For yes. Sure. I, I couldn't have said that better. And I just hope that you even just find comfort in knowing that you're not alone, whether we're your coach or not, but that yeah. your struggles are valid and you're not a failure or not cut out for any of this or you know, any of those thoughts that you're telling yourself that you know, if you're going through any of this. So like we just said, all of these same feelings and things that we're struggling with, we question ourselves all the time too. But yeah, you, you're doing fine and you will get to the other side of it. Just keep your head yep. up yep. and reach out to someone, talk to yes. somebody. RDMs DMs are open. You can message us at the Not Your Quick Fix podcast. You can message us individually. You know, if you if one of us, one of our stories resonated with your story more, like you can reach out to us. And Obviously, if you're wanting to work with one of us on these issues, you know, it's something we help our clients with mentally as well. And if you are our clients and this is something that struck a chord with you and you've been kind of suffering in silence because again Guilty of I told john soon and soon I you know I didn't wait too long But I, I could have told him two or three weeks sooner and he could have put this plan in action and kept that eye on me Sooner, you know, so we always know if something's up, but we can't really know what's up or how to help you if you don't tell us
0: Yeah For sure. I totally agree with that Well, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Please, 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 if you share any one of our podcasts with somebody, share this one because I think that this is one that everyone needs to hear. And you know if this resonated with you, leave us a review, leave us a five-star rating. We appreciate it so much. And that's just how we make more of an impact and we get more awesome episodes like this out there. So we appreciate y'all. We appreciate you guys so much for being our audience. And as always, we're always here to keep it real with you guys. And we will talk to y'all next time.